All right, competitor, I got a question for you. Is rubbernecking ruining your chances to succeed? My name's Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to help driven people build a winning mindset so they can build their winning life. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. My name is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and I'm excited that you're here today for this brand new episode as we finish out the month of May. Well, we have we have an episode on Monday, but today it's Friday, the last Friday of the month. I am hitting publish this morning, and then I am headed out the door to do some Murph. You know what it is this weekend. It's Memorial Day Murph. For those that are not familiar, Murph is a CrossFit-style hero workout. It is uh, Hero workouts are done in honor of military and first responders who have died uh, in the line of duty. And Murph is the big one every single year where it is a mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 air squats, and a mile run to finish it out. You can do it with a weight vest. There's ways to partition it. I know it's 20 rounds of five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats, or you can just do it straight through with 100, 200, 300. For those of you that have done it before, you know what it is, and I bet you are saddling up to do it this weekend. And for those of you that haven't, you're probably thinking, man, this is crazy. 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats? Seems wild. And it is. It's a tough workout. But what it's designed to do is remind you of the sacrifice that those serving have given to us. It's a way to honor them and put ourselves into uncomfortable situations to practice the gratitude for being able to do the work that that individual is no longer here to do. To be grateful for the sacrifice they made and and the fact that the discomfort we feel in that workout is, is temporary. It's, it's simply a workout. It's not anything permanent. And it's an opportunity to push yourself to grow, to compete against who you were the day before. The last few years, I've done Murph by myself. Uh, I did one a few years ago at a 24-hour fitness. And then this year and last year, I've done it in my gym by myself. And I'll have to say, this is probably going to be the last year I do it solo. Uh, because there's something about doing it with other people, whether you belong to a CrossFit gym, whether you've just got friends in the garage gym and your neighborhood, but there's something special about the, I don't even want to use the word suffering because I, I don't believe it's a, it's a suffering moment. It's a voluntary choice to step into discomfort, to grow and get better. And there's something about growing and getting, getting better in the uncomfortable with other people. Because life is about community. And so today I'm, I'm getting ready to take on Murph before I head over to some family members for the weekend and having some friends and family in town to, to really spend Memorial Day together and, and spend some time with them. But if you're getting out and doing Murph this weekend, I want you to know I'm cheering for you and I'm proud of you. If you've never done it before, I might encourage you to, to maybe jump in and, and do a half Murph with a half mile run, 50, 100, 150, 
and then a half mile run. Or if you're just not working out yet and I'm going to challenge you to get outside and, and do something uncomfortable, maybe go for a mile run. Maybe if you are used to running, throw it on with a weight vest. Find a way to, to be uncomfortable, especially on this Memorial Day weekend as we think about all of the the veteran, or the soldiers, and I would say vets, the vets who served are still here, but the ones who never came back home. And, and I'm very fortunate and blessed that my grandfathers who served and cousins who served came home, but I have friends who theirs didn't. And I have friends of people went to high school with that didn't. And I'm sure you know people that were killed in the line of duty or were lost as a first responder. And so as we go through Memorial Day, I want you to take the approach of, of gratitude, of honoring their sacrifice for having the breath in your lungs to be able to do what you do that they can't. That if you haven't lost somebody, to have the gratitude that the people closest to you are still there and that you get to hug their neck this weekend. And perhaps it'll be an opportunity for you to tell them how much you care about them and appreciate them. And then finally, just the opportunity and gratitude that you have been given air in your lungs and a body, whether it's perfectly working or whether you're battling injuries, you still have this body these lungs, this opportunity of today to compete, to be better than you were the day before. And I just ask that you take advantage of that. And you don't look at Memorial Day just as a three-day holiday weekend, and I don't have to go into my office, but understanding why it's so important and the sacrifices made that those of us that didn't serve weren't asked to make. And we get to live in the freedom and the... Man, freedom's probably the best word for that. The freedom and the opportunity of where we live. And even if the world and America and things frustrate you and you understand that everything's not perfect and you hate this politician or that politician, you still have the freedom of where we live to be able to disagree with them, to be able to get up and go outside and to work out, to listen to this type of podcast and the things we talk about on here, to go and show up and compete for your best life because there's people in other places that will not have that opportunity. They will not, no matter how much they want to compete right now, their, their circumstances and governments and things outside of their control, and they're going to do the best they can within it. But, but you have a freedom and opportunity here that they don't. And so I just ask today that you take advantage of it and grow and develop. Now, I want to switch gears today. Maybe there's some relation to it. We'll see as I'm kind of ranting on this morning about rubbernecking. Because earlier this week, I was driving to a meeting, and it dang near took forever because I got stuck in traffic. And probably you know what this is like sticking in traffic when everything slows down, and it's bumper to bumper, and it's going slow, and you're moving along, and you're thinking, man, it, what what's going on? Are they doing road construction ahead, which... Is always happening in Dallas, Texas. Is there an accident? What is it? And you finally get up to the spot and you realize there was a, a small accident, fender bender on the other side of the highway. You're going southbound, they're going northbound, but everybody's slowing down, stopping to watch. And what happens a lot of those instances is there's another accident because I know 
because about 10 years ago, I was driving back from working an event in Beaumont or Galveston, and there was an accident on the side of the road, and all of the cars started slowing down, except for the person that was behind me going 70 miles an hour and was looking at the accident on the right, ran right into my truck. Actually, at the time, I had a trailer hitch on the back of my truck, so it didn't really do much to my truck, but it destroyed the front of their car, and so they had to deal with that. And it, and it got me thinking, especially the other day when I was driving and just started seeing all of these people slow down and staring at other people's stuff about how often we're doing this in our own journey. How, how many of us are rubbernecking on the day-to-day and, and why we end up having more problems and less progress when we start focusing on what's going on with everybody else instead of on our own road ahead. Think about it. We get stuck in the comparison game. We slow down if we start comparing ourselves to other people because for a lot of times, it doesn't matter how many people are behind us, how much we're doing better than, quote, other people. Rarely are you comparing yourself to them. More times than not, you get stuck in the comparison loop of looking at people who you feel are doing better than you. And it demotivates you and it frustrates you and it causes you to question your stuff. So your progress slows down. Maybe progress comes to a halt. Sometimes we get ourselves into trouble when we start rubbernecking and looking at other people's work and journey and comparing ourselves to them, not realizing they're going after a completely different goal than we are. They're doing something completely different than we are. And every time we slow down the car and we're looking at them, we're not looking at what we could be doing today. Every time we get caught in that endless loop on social media, scrolling, looking at other people, comparing ourselves to them, thinking through how much better they may have it than us. We're rubbernecking because we're wasting time we could be using to get better ourselves. And so there's a a time and a place to be able to compare yourself to others. And it's not to say how great are they and how terrible I am. It comes from actually a place of confidence. When you are confident in who you are and who you want to become, You're able to compare yourself to others simply from a standpoint of saying, what do they do well and what can I learn from them? I'm not trying to be like them. I'm not beating myself up for not being like them, but I am wondering what they do well and what I can learn from them. And that's not really rubbernecking because if you're rubbernecking, it means you're in the car, you're driving the car, you're looking at somebody else, you're slowing down. When you're learning, you're sitting there pen and paper, you're pulled over on the side of the road taking notes, you're not worried about it. You're not going to cause an accident. You're not going to slow down. You're not going to create more problems for yourself by staring at everybody else. You're going to make notes and you're going to get back on the road and go. And for a lot of people, we get stuck in this idea of staring at everybody else. And I know it's easy. Social media makes it so easy. So easy to see another coach. It's so easy to see another brand. It's so easy to see this person or that person and think it's all great. But do you know the truth? People aren't posting their failures on social media. People aren't posting their first video on social media. People aren't posting and talking about their divorce, their addiction, their struggles, their failures on social media. They're posting their wins. Some people love to talk about those struggles and times, and those are the people you need to cling to because they're going to be real with you. But most people aren't posting the bad stuff. So when we spend our time comparing ourselves to them, All we're doing is comparing our entire movie to their highlight reel. 
And I don't know about you, but I've gone to plenty of movie theaters and seen plenty of movie trailers for movies that looked awesome only to watch it later and realize the entire movie actually sucked. But whoever cut that trailer should be paid great money because they did a phenomenal job. We laugh today that our dog Donut, she is the goofiest looking dog in the world. She's a Frenchie, but looks like a mini hippo the way her sway back is and everything. And we laugh that the way they did her pictures at the rescue shelter was like the same that you would get at like a, a high end, like real estate showing where the house looks incredibly immaculate in these pictures. And then you walk in, you're like, this looks nothing like the pictures. That was the same with donut. We feel like we got catfished. And we say it jokingly because I absolutely love that girl to death. But we were looking at this snapshot online and it didn't really align with reality. And it's, it's funny in that sense, but in the rest of our lives, when we get stuck doing that, all we're doing is running into the chances that we're going to slip up, we're going to mess up, we're going to fail to make progress on our goals because we're too busy staring at everybody else's. And so today, if you're driving into work and traffic slows down, you start noticing these crazy people looking around left and right and rubbernecking, I want you to remember that later when you catch yourself scrolling social media. When you catch yourself in the office comparing yourself to someone else and you're not doing it from a sense of how can I learn from them, but you're beating yourself up that you're not them. You don't need to look at that accident on the other side of the highway because it doesn't impact what's going on on your side. You got to pay attention to the cars around you, the cars in front of you, the ones behind you. And just the same in life, what other people are doing is not going to impact the progress you make. You are. So use today to better control your controllables, to focus on your road ahead of you and what you're trying to do and quit worrying about what everybody else is doing. You'll have the time at a later point to learn from them, to cheer for them, to figure out what they do well and what you can apply. But most days, we need to focus on what we're doing to get better. And I hope today you do that. Don't get caught up like the rubberneckers. They're losing their opportunities to get better. You've got goals to get and a life to win. And I'm cheering for you to go do that. Get after your day, competitor. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit competeeveryday.com.